Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally, that dude. Thanking you quickly for the love, Brings TV, Rich TV, my man, Wally's World, YouTube, and today's the day. It's a Friday swag away, and somebody going to get this book that's going to turn into a play. So let's see who's going to win that at the end of the show. Y'all got to remember, I am top five freestyler in rap history when hydrated. So right now I'm not hydrated. Right now I'm like top 50. But if I get hydrated, oh, I'm climbing those charts. Well, let's start off the show with what we start off every show with. What's up with that dude? Man, yesterday I had one of those dinners. You ever have one of those dinners with your boy and you're sitting there chopping up wood, just talking about life? And this is a guy I've known since college. I actually recruited him to go to Columbia with me. He was going to go to all these other big schools and play ball. And I was like, nah, dog, come to this little school and be a big fish in a little pond like me. Uh, and obviously that fast tracked him to success, became a Wall Street executive, big timer, uh, going through a lot right now in his life that is similar to what I've been through, but on a different schedule, different calendar. I tell you another blessing about being in the NFL that we don't talk enough about. Um, you get thrown into the real world in a fantasy way at 21, 22. Why is that important? Because the real world for most people happens so fast that they're like trying to just figure out how to swim in those deep waters. Where I was kind of like protected in the bubble, but still in very deep waters. I'm working for one of the biggest corporations in the world, right? And I have notoriety, I have platform, I have opportunity, I have fans, I have all these major things. And I'm still a 21, 22 year old. Why is this different than my boy? Because Everyone else in the real world, they learn their lessons on a different pace, a different speed, where a lot of mine came smack 
right to my face. And I was like, whoa, how do I deal with this? How do I know who's real from fake? How do I know who really likes me? I don't know if someone's genuine. How do I get through all these things while still being protected by my celebrity and success? So I kind of had the best of both worlds. So I dated a ton when I was in my 20s where he's dating, but he ain't got the money yet. He ain't got the job yet. He ain't got his profession. He ain't got his career fully yet, right? He grinding, he grinding. And then finally, like most people, you look up in your 30s or your 40s or the average American millionaire is 57. Somehow, some way, you finally make it, that arrival moment. Mine happened at 21. Theirs happens in their 30s, 40s. And then once they arrive, they feel like now it's time to flex. Now it's time to see this world. Now it's time to show the world who I am. That's a different calendar than what I had. So a lot of things that happened to him happened so late that it changed up his world. And like, that's why a lot of people have midlife crisis, right? They like, dog, what is this? And I had to talk my boy down. So it was great to just have an emotional conversation with your boy. And I tell you this, guys, especially a vulnerable conversation. You know how we act tough, like nothing gets to us. Nothing bothers us. Uh Uh-uh. This was a conversation for the ages. We actually talked about our issues. So that was great. Other than that, um, it's itty bitty world. Same old thing. It's Friday. We know what's happening. Kids going to be out there. Today we have Ariel coming over. Princess Ariel. I guess that's from one of them Disney movies. Y'all help me out. But um, I know it when I see it. I know it when I see it. Uh, The Little Mermaid. There you go. Thank you, Courtney. I I, I swear I saw it. And I just went to the theater to see it. But so it's Little Mermaids all in my backyard right now. It's hot as hell. So I hope hope they don't dry up because it is hot back there. But these little kids are having a ball. All right, y'all. Now let's talk about somebody who wished they were having the ball or at least playing ball. Colin Kaepernick, who announces his decision. That was a great transition. I know on football future. He talks about we know who he is. Former 49ers quarterback who at one time was the most talented quarterback we had in the NFL. Ron Jaworski said it. I was saying it. everybody was saying it. the dude had a cannon and dude could run. Right. So we haven't seen him on the football field since 2016. But he's still talking about his return to the NFL. Yeah, I said that for real. This is his quote. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep fighting for it because I know I can step on the field and play. Every workout, every opportunity I've had to show that, the feedback has always been positive. Everything from he's still an elite player to the workout was great. It was better than expected. Now, Kaepernick is 35 years old and he trains five to six days a week. And he says he could still throw the ball easily over 60 yards. All that said, he ain't dumb. He knows the workouts ain't been all positive because if they were all positive, I think it would translate into action. But there's a reason why it's not translating to action. Let's talk through this. So Kaepernick was asked about the Raiders situation. We saw what happened with them and the quarterbacks that they've had and not had. And he said, look, I had my workout with the Raiders last year, even training with the guys. There's a decent amount of people who may have forgotten what I was capable of doing on the field. So any chance to be able to remind people of what I can do out there, I look forward to it and embrace. And I look forward to the day that I get to step on the field and show people what I can do. Why didn't they sign Kaepernick? I've heard a lot of excuses over the years, he said. But most of the time it ends up, oh, we're going to see how the guys that we have do. 
Mm-hmm. And that's like a Jared Stidham or Nick Mullins. Let's just talk through this situation because Kaepernick knows what's really going on, right? Kaepernick chose to kneel. Kaepernick chose to protest. Kaepernick knew that that will be deemed adversarial, whether he was intending that or not. Okay. So then you have all what came from that. We all lived through it. Then Kaepernick decides to sue the NFL. Okay. Now, as, while you're suing the NFL, you're still pursuing a job with the NFL. Interesting. Kind of say stilly in a way, right? Suing where you work, right? And still, it worked for her. Why can't it work for Cap? Because Kaepernick took a deal from the NFL. That settlement is what no one knows. The fine print of that settlement, the I's that were dotted and the T's that were crossed in that settlement is to me why this is just a dog and pony show with Kaepernick since that point. This is what happens in settlements. There's an NDA with that settlement and there will be an amount attached if you violate that settlement, which will give you enough room to give the perception that you can do what you want to do and do what you desire to do. But the reality is you're living within these tight borders and there's a lot of things you can't do. What I assume the HD, the hypothetical detective is one of those things were you're never playing in the NFL again. One of those things were never talk bad about the NFL again. So I think right now what we're seeing is somebody who's still trying to give off the impression that I'm trying my damnness, but it just seems like they won't let me in. But in the reality, I think he already signed off. I'm not going back in. You guys tell me what you think about Kaepernick. You think you're ever going to play in the NFL again? Stop lying. Okay, you think he signed off his career with that settlement? I do. Let's see if we agree. Thank you for the love. Brings TV, Reese TV, Wiley's World, YouTube. Remember, somebody's going to get the Friday Swag Away gift right here. And it's the best-selling book from Marcellus Wiley. Hate that guy. Never shut up. And I'm going to keep running this back until I see more comments telling me to do different. Because all the comments I see always say, the name of the show, never shut up. Man, give me the book. Never shut up. So, hey, love that too. You guys going to read all about my life and my journey, my opinions, and unexpected adventures from me, the NFL outlier. All right, let's talk about a situation that might be an outlier because we might have us a goat rapper as a sports media pundit. What? Yes, could Lil Wayne, Weezy F. Davey, Feed Data Davey, be next to Skip Bayless? on Undisputed. Now, I got to tell you guys, let me get into this first. Uh, I know some insight on what's going down with Undisputed coming forward. So let me just tell you what I heard and let's see if it comes true. Because I did this before like six months ago and a lot of that stuff came true. Lil Birdie told me that they're coming back with a rotation system on July 3rd, the birdie also said, I don't know why they're coming back the day before the 4th of July. They should take it off, take another week off, but whatever. So supposedly, we're going to see a rotating system starting July 3rd, copying, mimicking, biting what Stephen A is doing. Why do I tell you that first? Because let's hear about Lil Wayne, who potentially could be in that carousel. Now, we know him and Skip Bayless are homies to the fullest, right? Long-standing friendship that goes back years and years. 
So during the most recent episode of Skip Bayless's show, Bayless was sent in a question by a listener and who asked if he visits Little Wayne weekly. I think that even Skip kind of caught the sarcasm in that question. And he said, well, him and his wife, Ernestine, isn't that dope? You so famous, your wife famous, and we don't even know who she is. We're like, Ernestine, okay, that's Skip's wife, right? And he says he visits his man, Wayne, about four or five times a year. And the reason this subject was broached, because they talk about what they do a lot on social media when he takes those visits. So Skip Bayless went to Twitter, which kind of caught me off guard a little bit, can't lie. Like if I go visit the homie, the first thing I do when I'm leaving is not go to Twitter. <laughs> but Skip Bayless did, and I'm going to tell you why he did as well. He said, Ernestine and I just got back from spending a sun-blessed L.A. Saturday afternoon at Little Wayne's. Four hours of the best conversation three humans could hope to have on music, sports, and life. Deep thoughts punctuated by big laughs. Love you, man. Okay. Now, I feel a little dirty just reading that because if I'm the homie, if I'm your friend, and you came to my crib, don't you ever, 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 ever go to social media and just tell people how fresh we are. Like, I'll be looking at us like, are we really homies? Or are we on some, like, Hollywood star shining together friendship? Which I got some friends like that. Just feels weird for me. But knowing Lil Wayne and hanging with Lil Wayne, I get the whole picture thing. But this was a commercial. And we are all in it. Skip is selling us, y'all. He's selling us on the new edition of this show. Talk to me now. Let's go. So he revealed that Wayne will be involved more. What I say? What I say? More than ever on Undisputed. Yes. Let's talk about it. Given that Bayless reportedly has the final say, and I don't know why they even wrote reportedly, he does, in part because a lot of the executives upstairs were not that big time with the network or even at the network when Skip Bayless was big time. You get me? Skip Bayless has been big time since what? 2008, 2000, earlier than that. And a lot of people that rode their wave with him have now come to power. But Skip Bayless has always been in power since they've been around. So therefore, out of respect, out of allegiance, out of familiarity, etc., they let Skip Bayless do what Skip Bayless wants to do. Therefore, that's why Shannon is gone. Okay, so now he's going to go from doing the song to maybe doing a lot more with this. So Skip Bayless offers a closer look into his sessions with Lil Wayne, and he talks about how he has a great time always at Wayne's. Not once have we eaten a single bite there. Their visits are not about eating or drinking. You, I, no wonder Skip ain't came over my house. Boy, you know my ass. We eating and we hydrate. What are y'all doing? He said they're just about talking, about delving, about conversating, about feeding off each other's psyches and streams of consciousness. Now, <laughs> there are bursts of sports talk between me and Wayne. Okay, let's stop there. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. And this, you know me, I don't take care of nobody. I protect the guilty, but if you my homie, I like to talk more about you. Every time I hang out with Lil Wayne, every time we have dinner, I can't lie. The dude knows sports. 
He's one of those deep divers into sports, too, to the point where I kind of tap out. Like, I'm like, dog, I want to talk a little more life and social issues. Wayne, like, nah, man, tell me about the backup guard for the Packers. And I'm like, damn, how do you know that? Like, he is an insane brain with sports. And one thing that Skip said that made so much sense is that he says, I don't know anybody, any human that watches more undisputed for that matter more than Dwayne Michael Carter does. I'm pretty sure he never misses an undisputed. Now that could sound like hyperbole. I'm not gonna lie to you, dog. I got the messages to prove it. Wayne, when Wayne likes a show, he watches that show all the time and will text you all the time while you're doing that show. So to that point, he's invested. He knows what he's talking about. And let's just be real. What bigger star out there than Lil Wayne to actually be on your show? Where we see right now where sports media is leaning into the carnival, the barker, like entertainment first, ah, this education of sports later. Y'all already know how to play sports or watch sports. Let's just have some fun with it. Who would be better than Lil Wayne? Be real. Like we throwing a lot of names out there. You could add all those names up and they're not as famous as Lil Wayne. And let's just be respectful. Lil Wayne got some sports knowledge. Would y'all want to see Weezy F baby, please say that baby. Next to Skip Bayless, do y'all think that will work in the carousel? Or do y'all say, nah, Wayne, keep the mic on stage, but not on undisputed stage. Looking forward to that discussion in the comments. See how y'all feeling that mix. Thanks for the love, Reese TV. Reese TV, Wiley's World YouTube membership. This is the day where somebody's going to get this book right here. Marcellus Wiley, Life Opinions and the Unexpected Adventures of an NFL Outlier. All right, I wish I was a liar right now. Boy, I'm so good with these transitions today. But I got to tell the truth, and I got to read this report. Breaks my heart, but you know me. I live through levity. If I ain't dead, I ain't down. I'm going to be all right, and these guys will be too. But ESPN has laid off some names, big names, in the latest round of firing. So let's just go through some of those names. Confirm names before we get into this story and kind of highlight a few. Max Kellerman, my dog, Keyshawn Johnson, Jalen Rose, caught me off guard with that one. Jeff Van Gundy, really caught me off with that one. Susie Colbert and LaFonzo Ellis. Y'all know him, the college basketball analyst that loves to smile. That is a good dude, for real. Not renewed, which is different than the layoffs and firings. Not renewed means your contract's coming up or it's up, and guess what? Hands up, too. We ain't doing nothing with you, right? So that's Rob Ninkovich. Know him. Neil Everett, we discussed, and hockey legend Chris Chelios. All right. And then unconfirmed, still floating out there. You know, they got calls into their publicists or agents, I assume. Steve Young and Jay Williams. Okay, we're going to put a little focus on this one right now and start at the top and start where it all started today with Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson. Now, the news isn't all bad for Keyshawn Johnson as only a year ago, he signed a five-year deal in the neighborhood of $18 million and he will be able to collect all of it. All right, so while ESPN still will pay Keyshawn his money, 
It can write off the rest of his contract, which helps his books, impresses Wall Street. And then if Johnson wants to work somewhere else, let's say FS1, get on Undisputed, be in that carousel, whatever they got going, he's going to have to go talk to the legal department to kind of work that out. But he can do it. Now, y'all know I know Keyshawn. That's my dog. We raced each other. I smoked his ass. That's what I do. Uh, he's going to get mad when he hears this. But we've talked through this process. Um, I knew this was coming for him. And I knew it because I know Keyshawn and I know how to decode Keyshawn. Keyshawn, I used to look up to Keyshawn like, you know, he's older than me. I'm talking about high school, y'all. Went to Dorsey High School, could have went to Miami, end up going to a JC, going to SC, and setting the world on fire. I ain't never seen a receiver every single week go for 200 yards or something, right? It was just insane how he balled. Number one overall pick, big party at House of Blues. Back in the days, all death row records was there. Like, Keyshawn has always been a big timer. That said, I knew that this situation was coming for him because I knew what was happening with Max Kellerman, another person I've talked to through this process. So decoding it all because it wasn't confirmed even for them, but they knew in terms of the writing being on the wall. Now, what happened with Max? This is interesting. So we know Max was making a little more than Keyshawn, like $5 million per year. I actually know the real numbers, so they close. They close. And his arc at ESPN, man, I remember the day we were doing Max and Marcellus, and he was like, J -j -j -j. like this Max doing the break, talking on, he always talking on the phone. I don't like talking on the phone. I like texting. So he then I can hear, you know, you ear hustle. It's so funny you're in a room with somebody and they on the phone. You might as well be on the phone with them because you're hearing half the conversation and assuming the other half, right? So I'm like, what are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And then he hung up the phone. He's like, dog. That's our code for like something big going down. And that was first take calling him to go out there. He's like, what you think? What should I do? I was like, what? Peace. <laughs> Holla at your boy, baby. We still got phones. I'll text you. You call me, and we still be boys. But go get that. And he went there. But boy, when he went there, they went there on him as well. Wasn't the warmest reception as we saw on that show. So we saw it go the wrong direction once him and Stephen A. connected pretty fast, too. And then on first take, he had got removed. Got removed, got his own show, This Just In. Then all of a sudden, he got the radio show. But now... Being in the business, knowing that all these moving parts, that means that even if you're making your money, they're not really supporting you. That was one of the reasons I left ESPN to go to FS1 because of the movement. I was on Sports Nation, but y'all remember Sports Nation? Used to have Carissa Thompson, used to have Michelle Beadle, used to have Kerry Champion, used to have LZ Granderson, used to have Max Kellerman. You get my point? All that means, all that movement ain't fully supporting it. And Max and all that movement, even though he was getting paid, I was getting paid, they're not fully supporting you. Max kind of felt that. So then when Pat McAfee got signed, it was a wrap. Like it's just a matter of time that we got to announce to you that you got to be let go. We need that real estate. Okay. So then it gets to Jalen Rose. Now Jalen, who is 50, who looks amazing for 50, he older than me. Uh, yeah, I knew that from basketball, but not by looking at him every time. That crispy hairline he got right there. This was interesting. He was on the NBA broadcast for a decade. Really impressive because of all of the changes that the network made to that show. 
What did I just say, right? He had his show. Remember the show that was really good with him and David Jacoby? That got canceled at the end of last year. And then the pregame show on ESPN. And then Get Up, he was on that as well, one of the original hosts. And they said he was making around $3 million a year. And then he exited the show after ESPN decided to make Mike Greenberg the solo pilot of the program. All right. And then he got a podcast called The Renaissance Man. What happens with Jalen Rose now in the situation? We haven't thrown that name over there for Undisputed, which is, seems like the biggest opportunity for someone to land right now. So just starting off one conversation we could have, Max, Keyshawn, or Jalen Rose sitting across from Skip Bayless potentially arguing in the absence of Shannon Sharp. That's one thing. But two, where does this really hit for you guys? I'll tell you what this hits for me. The reason I'm not sad is because I got cut when I was 24 years old. No, actually 27, 27. I was a little older. Point being, this is how the game goes. You know, big stakes, big rewards, big risk, and also big letdowns. But if you survive this with your attitude through perseverance, you'll land somewhere else. Just think about it. Stephen A. Smith is the top dog right now. Do y'all remember when Stephen A. Smith got canceled when his show got taken off the air when he didn't have a job. Y'all remember that? Now look at him. So when you look at these situations, it's just moving around chess pieces to see where they go. You guys tell me in the comments where you think they will go. Ah, this is my favorite part of the show. Tell me why, Marcellus. Well, it's because I get to give away gifts. I get to go over there and go connect with you guys in the comments. And let's just start off with this Friday Swaggerway. Who is the winner of this? Drums, please. Not telling y'all to the end of the show. I ain't that ignorant right now. You know what we're going to start off with? We're going to funk up some comments right now. So let's get into these comments right now. The first one is Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, who has the opportunity to earn much more money after football as a winner than a well-paid loser. Oh, somebody put that down right there, trying to tell me that, hey, Marcellus, get off Travis Kelsey because the dude is still going to be a beast at the bank. Let me tell you one thing. This is another way they unsight y'all out. <laughs> They don't psych these players out to the point where you got to take haircuts and not get as much as you want and deserve so you can win the ultimate prize with the promise that when you retire, you're going to get more. Okay. How many champions have there been? I don't know. Thousands, right? Think about it. Now, how many guys are really eaten post-career because of their championships? Don't say thousands. I dare you to say hundreds. Ah, see how that number dwindles? And why should you even be at risk for that situation and scenario? Stop bringing up Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. If the promise and declaration is you got to be the greatest of all time or one of them right next to there for you to get your full due, then that's messed up. So in a situation, I understand where y'all coming from. Travis Kelsey taking winning over money. I applaud him. And at the same time, I look at him a little like, yo, the same way he's feeling. Why do I have to pick? Why can't I have both in that moment? So that was a good comment right there. Uh, what about this one? If Kelsey only cared about winning, he 
wouldn't have even entertained the conversation of being underpaid. And he definitely wouldn't say he feels taken advantage of. Whoa, ooh, that was an interesting one right there because why is he talking about it? Well, he's talking about it because he's a real person. I hate when people use your vulnerability against you, right? That's kind of like with Kevin Durant. It feels like Kevin Durant. He can't win. Like if you talk trash about Kevin Durant and he doesn't respond, look at him. He's so uppity. He doesn't even care about his fans. And then he does respond. Oh, look at him slumming with us. Like, dog, shut up. What can I do? So it's nothing wrong with admitting that I am choosing winning over money, but I wouldn't mind not to have to make a choice. I wouldn't mind to get some of that money with this winning. And trust me, he ain't making minimum wage, so he's still out there eating. All right, let's get to this one with the hard knocks conversation. Quote, I imagine this is one of the reasons the NFL typically chooses the bottom of the barrel teams. They don't really have a chance of winning anything, so there's nothing to be distracted about. <laughs> bottom of the barrel. I wish I had that stuff. I need somebody to go on hard knocks and win the Super Bowl. Then we can just shut that up. Kind of like the Madden jinx. Like everyone's like, oh, you're going mad. You're going to be sorry. You're going to get hurt. You sure? Not everybody's been sorry and hurt on Madden. It better not be that way because Josh Allen on Madden this year. All right, here's another one. Yeah, hard knocks is great for the NFL and NFL fans. It's not particularly great for the team. Plus, a lot of teams kind of do their own in-house version that is less distracting and intrusive. I have seen that. Um, I'm not into hard knocks anymore because I just think that it's a rinse and repeat right now. Now, I hope to be pleasantly surprised by the Jets if they're the team because Aaron Rodgers is there and that's a wrinkle that I'm like, interesting. But other than that, it's always the same. We got our great players. Usually they don't have great personalities or they're not going to show you too much. Then you got your guy who shouldn't be on the team, but we all fall in love with him and to see if he's going to make it to the end, right? And usually he gets cut and then all of our hearts drop. So other than that, I'm like, what else y'all show me? Football? I see football all the time. Matter of fact, I've done that before. So not for me, maybe for you. Let's talk about the last ones. When we were talking about Neil Everett and Stan Verrett as the last great sports center duo. Well, to be honest, I'm not a fan of Sports Center anymore. In my opinion, the show is extremely dated. Mm. Basically, a bunch of older guys spewing old school references that most youngsters don't even understand. Well, that's you got to blame and respect Stuart Scott for that because everybody saw Stuart Scott's formula and everybody was like, yo, I'm going to do that. Just be the reference king, right? Uh, but you're right. It's dated. Like the model, it's not anything against Sports Center. It's just it had its run. We know what they're going to have to show. We know what they have to promote. We know what they're going to say. We know who won. We know the scores. We know how it went. So we're just watching it really for the engagement with those hosts. And that's why that's so disappointing when you lose one of the hosts you love. Here's another one. Favorite duo, Stuart Scott, what I just said, Salute, and Rich Eisen. Nowadays, SportsCenter is kind of unwatchable. Guess he's going to the same place. Last one in Wiley's World, we had a, a best Ice Cube album conversation with one of our Hall of Famer members, my man Adrian. And <laughs> somebody wrote, forget about old Cube albums. Look at his latest. Look it up. Gatekeepers. Being blackballed. Support Cube. Big three. And then somebody else wrote, death certificate, without a doubt. Big homie. Yeah. If you made me go on the island... Just another thing of the day. I had to go death certificate as well. America's Most Wanted right there. But Ice Cube still rapping, man. Still selling out venues. And I just saw him last year. And he's still amazing. 
All right, y'all. Now let's bring in our star of the show. Oh, you thought it was me? I'm no star. Whoa, I got a chopper in the car. Oh, oh, I love that song. Uh, bring in Mikey P right now so we can blast away and get into this. Mikey P, where you at, baby? Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at man. The what it do, baby? <laughs> man, you flatter me, but. You know, free agencies around the corner for the NBA starting today, this evening. All right. We got a Woj bomb yesterday. Sixers, unfortunately, you got more Philly news. All right. Mm. Sixers guard James Harden picking up his $35 million option, player option. And the sides are beginning to work together in exploring trade scenarios. The Clippers and Knicks are interested, though it's believed that Marcellus Wiley's Clippers are the likely destination. What are your thoughts? Is this good for your Clippers? And is it mm. bad for my Sixers? Mm. <laughs> is it good for TV if I don't say anything? Is, is, oh, God, Lord. <laughs> Lord, James Harden with my squad? Uh, let me just say, off initially hearing that, I wasn't as excited as maybe I should be to some. Look, I like James Harden, but his style of play, when he's at his best, is not conducive for the style of play that we have, and more importantly, that wins championships, real. Like, I I coach basketball, so I know this much, that you got to have ball movement. That's how you create the energy. That's how you create offense, et cetera. And And James Harden will do that for himself for 22 seconds of the shot clock, and then either he gonna jack one, or here's a grenade in your lap. Good luck with it. And I just, I think the positive of this, other than him coming back home, I'm sure that's why he wants to do it, is one, that the Clippers brand is in a place where people want to go back to LA, but not go to the Lakers. I love that, because that is brand new. It's not that long ago. That was a different story. You know, we didn't even get Chris Paul. We They forced Chris Paul to go to us instead of the Lakers. The other thing that's interesting about it is those guys get hurt. Paul George gets hurt. Kawhi gets hurt. James Harden, he gets hurt a little, but not like them. So maybe they can kind of like just jagger it. Like, are you playing? Then you playing with me. Then you hurt, but then he's saying, and then we just try to rig our way (laughs) into some postseason success. But being real, Mikey P., I don't love it. I don't know why they're doing it, and I don't know how much he's going to command in salary, but it's probably too much for us. Yeah, well, think about this, too. I mean, was he not okay with playing second fiddle to Embiid? Because I remember correctly, I think that he wanted to be more of a scorer, um, and he was asked by Doc Rivers to be more of a passer. So, uh, And he led the league in assists. It was great and all, but I don't think he was happy. So you're now going to ask him to be third fiddle to Kawhi and Paul George? I mean, that's a little scary, I think. I don't know. I I think that would be bad for the locker room. Yeah, if, so, Ro- if, if that Wolves bomb really comes true, uh, he might as well just throw it in the Clippers locker room and just blow up the squad because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> this ain't good for us. Let's just say that. Yeah, and then there's another angle of this too. I got to tell you my opinion. I actually think it would be good for you guys in terms of, you know, the deal would have to include guys like Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Nick Batum on expiring deals, and then you would give us maybe one or two first-rounders and in, in terms of the actual swap right there that's proposed, you guys win that deal. My Sixers lose that deal. Um, yeah, yeah, and they both Even though that might not be the best deal on the table for you in, in terms of upgrading your roster, the actual deal right there 
Yeah. I think the Clippers win that deal, and I'd be pissed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're boring me with two teams that won't win a championship with this swapping of deals. I'm like, dog, <laughs> it nothing, like, if it ain't going to make it, it I don't even want to hear how you're going to break it. Like, just don't do it. But if they do it, all right, well, what am I used to? The same old, and it's going to happen again. The same old. What else you got, Mikey? I'll be waiting for that second round elimination. But you yeah, know what point. today is. It is Rapid Fire Friday. And that's how we're going to close out <laughs> uh, leading up to Wileyism. Mm. So are mm. you ready? We're, we're actually going to have a running clock today. Three minutes. We're going to get to as many questions as we can. Starting okay. now. All right. Let's go. If you could keep only one app on your phone, which would it be? Instagram. If you're having a bad day, what's one thing that could make it instantly better? Uh, take a deep breath. Just respect the present of the present. Ah, oh, it's a gift. And every gift I get is my breath in. Every breath you take is everything <laughs> you can make. I really believe that. It's funny, Instagram, I don't give a damn about that, but I talk all day about this. Yes, Mikey. You can renew yourself every single second of the day. Ah, renewed. All right, what's up? All right, Stephen A said, if Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl, he'll be bigger than Joe Namath in New York. Agree or disagree? Oh, agree, yeah. I mean, when was Joe Namath? Uh, 1966? Like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, like, they didn't have social media. They didn't have one newspaper. Like, man, stop. Of course he would be. Yeah, well, Joe Namath just shows up like three times a year with a fur coat on and messing with people. Like, nah, man, hell yeah, that's easy. That ain't even that hard no more. <laughs> Travis Kelsey going back to the Kelsey well, okay? He told Vanity Fair that anywhere from 50 to 80% of NFL players smoke pot. You think this is true? No, he doesn't think it's true. 50 to 80%? Too wide a margin. Give me a number. If you gave me a real number, a good range, yeah, you went half to almost all? Nah, B. <laughs> nah, no, B. Like, if you would have had this narrow scope, I would have been like, oh, he got some intel. He's just guessing like the rest of us. How do you know there's 1,800 players? How do you know 900 may smoke it or 1,200, 14? Like, stop playing. No, <laughs> yeah, right. no, no. Move on, Mikey. All right, if you were a WWE wrestler, what would be your walkout song? Oh, Tough one. Oh, no, it ain't. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. Bang. Wait, hey, first of all, y'all don't see me yet. It's dark. And then it's dark now. I won't deny. I'm a straight rider. Them lights go bang, 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 bang. And I'll start walking out. Jesus. I'm knocking. They be like, dog, this is not supposed to be real. This is choreographed. I'll be like, nah, fool. You're playing that pock. I'm about to go off your head for real. All right. Come on, Mikey. Be go fast. All right. Which game show do you think you could which game show do you think you could win? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you can say maybe, none you maybe, want. maybe Family Feud, maybe because I can rely on other people because I'm a mess up. Uh, but other than that, I'm taking the L. Uh, all the rest, Will of Fortune, Jeopardy, not a shot. I can't even get two hundred dollars on Jeopardy. I'm like, what the hell is this? They must give them a manual. They give them a workbook. Ain't no way they just know them random ass facts like that. No way. So that's it. Yeah, let's make a deal. Let me get that. <laughs> All right, last one, last one. Mike Tyson's birthday is today. Do you think he's over or under 55 years old? Under. Wrong, he's over. He's 57. Oh, man. Good stuff, good that stuff. That was good, good man. Stuff. 
Good All job. Right. We got to 10 questions today, I believe. Yes, yes, good. Much better Mission than uh, the 98 questions we had one week. <laughs> oh, God dang. Over here writing another book We were book pretty inconsistent. Oh, man. I was Appreciate you, Mikey Excuse P. Me. Get off it, man. It's rapid fire. That means I got to get rid of you quick, too. Get up out of here, Mikey P. It's time to give away a book. Yes, it's time to give away a book, but I can't give away a book first. Before Wileyism or after Wileyism? What do you guys think? I like that segment right there. Give me some great energy. Love me some Mikey P. All right, I'm going to give away this book right now. You ready? Confetti time? It's time to see who's going to have the Never Shut Up best-selling book from me. Confetti time? Bam! Dan Murphy. Yes, Dan Murphy, who's an all-star member, will now get this tagged and graffiti and signed and all the love for you. If anybody wants to win one, you got to be a Wiley's World member. And if you want to win something different, hit your boy up in the comments. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish it with a Wiley-ism, as I look for the Wiley-ism. Yes, well done is better than well said. Yes, and I'm not talking about my steaks, how I like them cooked. I'm talking about well done is better than well said. Why is it that way? Huh, especially now, this one has to hit you guys. We are being programmed. We are being enticed to talk about things, to share things, right? to really let everyone know that you are something and that's taking us further away from actually just being something. Like being quiet, being silent, just about your life, about your work, about your business. Minding your own business is now looked down upon, frowned upon, right? You don't believe me? Give you an example. You start off with a new business, right? And you got your business going. What are the few things that they tell you that are mandatory for this business. One is they're going to say, what is your footprint? What is your social presence? What are you doing in terms of marketing out there? No one asked you, what are your sales? No one asked you, what are your numbers? Is what is your promotion of what you're doing? There used to be a time where all you had to do was do it because the greatest marketing tool in the world is actually not social media. You know what it is? It's word of mouth, right? And it's not like commercials. It's word of mouth. Give you the examples. And they've proven this. You could see a commercial a thousand times. Man, I ain't buying that. Thousand and one times. Oh, it looks interesting. Who cares? Your homie come up to you. Dog, I got that. It's the sickest in the world. What? Really? Oh, God, let me do it. Now, the beautiful thing about social media is you can have those personal connections on social media and use the technology to spread it further. But it all is centralized around the origin of connectivity about you being someone who can broadcast a message. And your message is loudest when? When actions are first, because actions speak louder than words. God dang it, y'all don't gotta get this. Don't let them reprogram us. We gotta just stick to the script of doing it. And that will be enough said. My boy and I last night told you guys we had one of those real vulnerable dinners. And we were talking about like just dating and him being married, him being divorced now, me still being married, which is a flip because I was not built to be the married type. 
but I am now and he ain't and he was built for it. Point being, we were talking about how you can walk into a room and there's two guys, one guy walking up to every woman telling him who he is and what he's got and he's the man or someone else walking into that same room, just going to the bar and walking with that swag, that confidence, just letting you know through presence that I'm somebody. Who you think she's more into? Like, without even hearing it, you just feel it. And it's happened to everybody before. You're like, dang, who that? You just, you ain't got to know. And then the actions, the way they are will speak louder than them just coming up to you. You know, you know, you know, you know. So I wanted to make sure you guys know that. We ain't talking about stakes over here. We're talking about big stakes, high stakes, great rewards in this world. So make sure you know, and you always do this. Well done is better than well said. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.